Blog Talk Radio. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another Rough Riders Radio podcast. I'm the host, the Rough Rider. Today would be our 523rd podcast to date, entitled Indict, Indict, Indict. Let's get to it. Today being Thursday, July the 21st, 2022, it is, uh, there is more than sufficient evidence to indict the former president of the United States, Donald John Trump. And not just <clears throat> for January 6th, but for his, the entirety of his presidency, but specifically and exclusively for his acts of omission or commission regarding the January 6th, 2021 siege, attack, insurrection, on the U.S. Capitol on that fateful morning, January 6, 2021, the months the months leading up to it, from November the 3rd, the, the evening, all the way up to January 6th, and including January 6th, there is a plethora, a plethora of evidence to subject him to seditious treason and obstruction of an official act of Congress, which would be the counting of the electoral college votes and a myriad of other charges. Donald Trump is facing investigations in Atlanta, Georgia. The Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis down there. He's facing uh, investigations in New York State. Uh, the second, the Attorney General of the State of New York, Leticia for uh, his nefarious and criminal enterprise known as the Trump Organization as it relates to their uh, real estate business. And he's also obviously facing the January 6th uh, House Select Committee. And uh, today is would be their eighth, eighth hearing to date, uh, July the 21st, 2022, at 5 p.m., West Coast Pacific Standard Time on prime time on all the major networks. And I believe they will, after today, indict, 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 will not just be uh, you know, fighting words. It will be words that have meaning, that words that will be resound throughout the ages. Because the House Select January 6th committee's hearing today will will be primarily on the three hours and seven minutes on that fateful afternoon on January 6th, 2021, 187 minutes, wherein the ex-president Donald John Trump sat on his fat ass in the television room just off the Oval Office and just sat glued to the television gleefully watching the events as they transpired, the mayhem and chaos and carnage and, and violence that his MAGA, our fully armed MAGA supporters, and he knew that at the speech on the ellipse at 12 noon, 
He knew that even before they left that area, they were loaded to the teeth with rifles, weapons, uh, swords, uh, flagpoles, inst- uh, sharp instruments, etc., etc., etc. By the time he knew that they were fully armed to the teeth before they even got to the Capitol, and he's watching that for several hours while doing nothing, and he's actually enjoying himself to the hilt enjoying that his supporters are standing up for him violently trying to overturn what should be a a symbolic ceremony the counting of electoral votes i mean there's nothing there's nothing that should uh, come to uh, thwart that it, it's a necessary ritual that must be completed to uh to expedite the transition or transfer of power from an outgoing president to the incoming president. It is the way we do things here in uh, the United States of America, but it has to be done. It has to be done or there is no transfer of power from an outgoing to an incoming president. So Trump even went so far as in the drafts of his speech on the ellipse, we have copies of the January 6th House Select Committee has copies of that draft speech wherein it is already, and this was done a week or two weeks before January 6th, his January 6th speech on the ellipse right across from the White House at 12 noon. There were, uh, in the draft, there was indications made that this is where I say, march on the Capitol. And this it wasn't in the final draft, and Trump was going to say as ad-libbing or remark, he, and it was fully knowing uh, full well that it was he fully intended to say that. He just didn't allow it to show in his uh, draft or actually his final um, final version of his speech that day. And he just, within... Uh, not too far into the speech, he did invoke the words, and I want you to go and march to the Capitol, and I will be there with you. And this, obviously, Trump was fooled. He actually fooled uh, all law enforcement. They had no idea that such a, an event would transpire. So they were undermanned, unprepared, and slow to react. And this is Trump's underhanded mafioso way of getting around law enforcement. Uh, he's just a scumbag. He, uh, he doesn't care about the rule of law. This alone, and, and with, along with the knowledge of the, uh, the, the, the knowledge that his supporters, his MAGA supporters, at the ellipse on that day, were, trying, were not getting through the metallic weapons, weapons that, you know, are consistent of metal, and they would be detected going through those magnetometers. And Trump, and uh, this is where Cassidy Hutchinson, uh, in the the sixth or seventh hearing, said she was right behind Trump in the tent, <clears throat> right behind the stage where Trump was speaking. She heard Trump clearly uh, converse with his uh, Mark Meadows, his chief of staff, 
or the Secret Service saying where wherein Trump was alerted to the fact that these guys were not were refusing to go through the magnetometers. They didn't want to have their weapons confiscated, and Trump said, "Well, fuck the fuck the magnetometers. Turn them off. Deactivate them. Let my people come in." I want to fill up the empty gaps that I see. I want to get a full crowd in here. It looks good for TV. He knew full well that once the, uh, his speech at the ellipse was over, that those very same MAGA, fully armed MAGA people would therein immediately descend upon the Capitol armed to the teeth. And Trump egged them and urged them on vociferously in that one hour. That speech lasted a little over one hour. And a little after one, they, in fact, did march on the Capitol, armed to the teeth. So there, this was all the combination of a three-pronged strategy that Trump was involved in every one of those, in each one of those prongs. From midnight November the 3rd, 2020, until noon January 6, 2021. This is for this reason and this reason alone that Trump needs to be indicted for being the the puppet master, the ringmaster, the prime moving force, the leader, the head man in charge, the uh, inspiration, the driving force behind the attack, the insurrection capital. And the inspiration of the MAGA world and the Trump world's quest to overturn a valid and legitimate election that saw Joe Biden win by more than 7 million votes on November the 3rd, 2020. This is the reason Trump needs to be indicted by the Justice Department. So Merrick Garland, Mr. Attorney General, do Forget about the politics. Do justice. That is your prime directive. Do justice. And with that, I I think Lisa Monaco, the deputy attorney general just this week, said that if Trump thinks that merely running for office, declaring that he's a candidate for, for the 2024 presidential election, that in and of itself will not immunize Trump from prosecution by the Justice Department of Justice. So I think we're one foot is we got one foot in. We still got the other foot out. That would be Merrick Garland. We need to indict. We need to indict to indict sooner than later and get it done before the end of this year, 2022, and before conceivably before the midterms in November, but definitely before Christmas, because we have enough, there is enough evidence now to fully indict Donald Trump on multiple counts. So this is the, uh, with that, we will conclude with our 523rd podcast to date. This is the old Rough Rider himself rounding third, heading for home, and we're going to score that winning run. And we are doing it all for you. We like to ride so you can just sit back and decide and see which way 
the tide is headed. Thank you.